Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. This is the Dan Abrams Lawn Crime Podcast, Sirius XM Radio. Today I feel like we understand a little bit better what the heck is going on. Um, we've had a response from um, this guy, Jaffe. We've had a response um, from the lawyer involved. Um, but this is definitely complicated, right? And and before I get into some of the details, let me say that, that part of the problem with the mainstream media avoiding covering a story Right. Yesterday, we talked about it. There was one reference on MSNBC and CNN in from the weekend through Monday to this. There was a breaking news quick hit on Jake Tapper's show on CNN. The rest of you know, MSNBC, CNN, and, and much of the mainstream media just ignored the filing. Fox News all over it. Breaking news all weekend. Breaking, breaking, breaking. It's the biggest thing. Oh, my goodness. Hillary Clinton's been spying. Now Donald Trump has been proven right. And this is the problem. Some of you say to me, Dan, why do you keep covering Donald Trump? And I say, um, let me think. Because he's going to be the Republican candidate for president? And then... I'll also say it's important. And I don't think that there's anything more important than putting into context something like what happened with this Durham filing. Because you want to pretend like it's not important. And it's true. Look, if you live in the you know MSNBC, CNN media bubble, by Monday, you know, End of day, you probably didn't even know that this had happened. Now, today, finally, things have been coming to light. People are talking about it. But we did it yesterday on the radio show. I did it last night on my TV show. And one of the reasons I want to do it again is because I'll admit, when we were talking about it yesterday, I hadn't spent enough time to figure out exactly what was going on. Meaning, I, I was asking questions of my guests, but as you all know, very typically, I will express more definitive opinions about what I think. But, I, you know, it was a little confusing. I mean, is, is it really surprising that if you don't take the time to look at the backstory, et cetera, that this line, which is the critical line in the entire filing from John Durham, would be confusing? Tech Executive One's employer... Internet Company One, had come to access and maintain dedicated servers for the EOP as part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provided DNS resolution services to the EOP. Tech Executive One and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the EOP's DNS traffic and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. Now, the part we all understand, right, is 
for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. And that sounds bad. And, you know, look, we may learn more about exactly what that means, but it's the rest of the gobbledygook that was confusing. Like, what is this arrangement that they're talking about? What the heck is DNS traffic and other data? You know, the other key line was the government's evidence of trial will also establish that among the Internet data tech executive one and his associates exploited was domain system Internet traffic pertaining to a particular health care provider, Trump Tower, Donald Trump's Park West Department building in the executive office of the United States. That sounds like, oh my God, these people are right hacking into the, to the presidency. And then, of course, and even we had this, you know, I'd figured out, you know, by the show yesterday that, you know, this wasn't quite as dire as it seems. But but it's now clear when you just take a step back. There was no hack. We talked about that yesterday. But it, it may not have even been. Improper, I mean, what I'm trying to figure out is the other, you know, by mining the EOP's DNS traffic and other data for the purpose. But, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I'm, I've now come to understand a little bit better the context of it, which is the Russians hacked the DNC. This entity had some contract with the government. And... When the Russians hack into the DNC, that's bad, right? Like, you want to figure out, like, how did this happen? And so they start mining information to try to figure out. They see some suspicious stuff. But today, we learn that there is a response that has come in from a spokesperson for Rodney Jaffe, who's the, you know, the Internet guy. And this, you know, this guy's a big deal in the Internet world. Um, the key phrase in the response is, as a result of the hacks of the EOP, the uh, executive, wait, executive office, the president? Uh, anyway, and, and, and DNC... Servers in 2015 and 16, respectively, there were serious and legitimate national security concerns about Russia's attempts to infiltrate the 2016 election. Upon identifying DNS inquiries from Russian-made Yota phones in proximity to the Trump campaign and the EOP, respected cybersecurity researchers were deeply concerned about the anomalies they found in the data and prepared a report of their findings, which was subsequently shared with the CIA. Now, it also seems that that was all material that was gathered while Obama was president. So the part about the, the EOP, meaning suggesting the president was, ha- was, was um, you know, being monitored, uh, probably isn't the case. 
Um, but it is almost intentionally confusing. And I will tell you that there was one highly partisan but very smart article that provided me yesterday with the first bit of context where I read it and I was like, oh, okay, now I'm starting to get this. And it was from an article on Wonket uh, from a woman named Liz Dye. And the article's title was, What the Hell Are the Wingers On About Now with John Durham? And, you know, look, it's definitely a, a partisan piece, but it's also very well done in terms of summarizing what the issues were here. And my favorite line, just to give you a sense of the tone of the article, if you think John Durham gives a fleas fart about Sussman, the guy, the lawyer who was indicted, winding up in conflict with his attorneys, which is presumably the reason that this um, filing was made, you probably have a framed diploma from Trump University above your living room sofa. And there were quotes put in there to make a joke about an earlier reference. Liz Dye, the author of this article uh, from Wonket, joins us now. Liz, thanks for taking the time to come on the show. Appreciate it. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. All right. So I think you did a really good job of putting into sort of lay language what the heck was going on here. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, I think I understand this a lot better today than certainly I did on Sunday when I was watching Fox and relying on um, an article from foxnews.com where oh, I was looking say. at this, la- this language that looked incredibly inflammatory. And then I read your article and I was like, and it, yours actually was the first article that I read that wasn't from the right which was sort of putting into context the other side of this. Talk to me about writing this and uh, what, what your takeaway was. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't think it's accidental that you wound up only reading my article since um, Durham dropped the filing, like on a Friday before Super Bowl weekend, right? So what, was, what were all of the mainstream media outlets covering? Like, not this. So you wind up on Monday, and it takes a minute to digest it. But um, just in layman's terms, what Durham filed was a, um, a notice to the court apprising it of a potential conflict of interest between Michael Sussman and his attorneys at Latham and Watkins, right? So um, I don't know how far back you want me to go. No, but, it, um, beyond the Sussman. So, so I think we've sort of covered here pretty, um, you know, sort of um, thoroughly the allegations against Uh, Sussman, this idea that did he actually come in there and mislead the FBI about whether he had a client or he didn't have a client, et cetera, when he came to them with this information. But this is now a filing in connection with that case, which has all of this very confusing language in it. Right. And, and I think the filing is, is, is meant to be confusing. And indeed, that's certainly what Sussman himself thinks. I mean, he filed last night a motion to strike all of that language saying that it was you know inflammatory in an attempt to contaminate the jury pool um 
uh, as you see, and, and he said it, it contained all of these factual inaccuracies, like what you were saying about the the DNS pings being monitored during the Trump administration, which they which they weren't, and nor was it kind of data mining or like Tucker Carlson said last night that it was he said it was presumably emails and text messages. Mm. It was not emails and text messages. Explain to us um, what it is. I mean, talk to I mean, look, you, you don't you don't put yourself out there as a super expert on this, but you certainly were able to put it into to pretty interesting lay language. So explain to us if it's not text mail, text, uh, text and emails. What is it? It's just servers talking to each other. It's probably just like it's it's like a, the DNS is like your address. I'm a lawyer like you. I am definitely not a tech person. Right. But what it was, I mean, the FBI immediately dismissed it um, and looked into it and said, this is nothing. This is just kind of servers like checking out where they are. It, it, is, it was probably nothing. But it did, in fact, happen. And it, it was discovered by um, Rodney Jaffe and the researchers, the cybersecurity experts at Georgia Tech, um, because they were looking for Russian incursions. And indeed, there were Russian incursions. Like Russian, there was Russian government incursion into every voting, every state's voting system at the time. So it was not like this was something that was inappropriate to be looking at in the context of the Russian hack of the DNC. So, so what do you make of, of Durham's line um, you know, that, that I read before? That that the idea of it, it where whereby it provided DNS uh, resolution services to you, Tech One and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the EOP's DNS traffic and other data for the purposes of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. I would say that that sounds like Michael Sussman is correct when he says that this is using inflammatory and prejudicial rhetoric. Right, because that's clearly not what happened. What happened was that Jaffe and the other cybersecurity researchers, all of whom were highly credentialed and highly respected, were looking for Russian incursions. And they were looking, you know, to see if the Russians were, were probing Trump's entities as they had probed the Democratic entity. And they found this weird traffic. And instead of publicizing it, although it was eventually publicized, they went they went via Sussman. Sussman was Jaffe's attorney. Sussman went directly to, you know, to the FBI and then subsequently the CIA. That's not an exploitation, right? If they were going to exploit it, they might have said, Russia, if you're listening, why don't you go, you know, see if you can break into Trump Tower, which, as we know, is exactly what happened on the other side of the ledger. What they did was totally appropriate. It wasn't an exploitation. That was what they were supposed to be doing. And they did it. Um, and what about sort of what they did? Well, first of all, you make you make a very important point that I think people forget. And I have to admit that I had this backwards at the outset, which is that Sussman didn't hire Jaffe. Right. There's this yeah. sort of narrative out there that, oh, this Clinton linked lawyer hires this guy, Jaffe, to go. And no, no, no. Jaffe had hired Sussman. Jaffe Sussman was Jaffe's lawyer. Um, so right. it, it, it's a critical point. I mean, it's, it's really important in understanding the story here. Um, Indeed, it is. And, and I would like to, if you want to get slightly weedsy on it. That's all right. We, we're, we're weedsy here. Right. You're a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. We do. Yeah. Okay. And my audience so, is super smart. So. Right. 
Right. Okay. So part of the reason that Sussman, part of the evidence which Sussman has pointed to, um, to say, you know, this is a conspiracy, is that, um, or so, that Durham has pointed to, is that Sussman billed the Clinton campaign for the time that he spent um, with the FBI. And so he's saying, well, if you were really working for Jaffe, you were working for Clinton. But the reality is he was on flat retainer anyway with Clinton. So it was a net, net zero. Um, but, but he's saying, well, if he, that, that Durham um, says that, um, that Sussman kind of hid the fact that he was working also for Jaffe. Um, and so, in fact, Jaffe was the one paying Sussman and, and not the Clinton campaign for this time. Right. I have to say that <clears throat> I am less interested in the Sussman case, and here's why. <clears throat> I don't think Sussman's going to be found guilty. Um, no, I, I think that I think either he's going to end up getting acquitted uh, or the case even may get dismissed. We'll see. Um, I am much more concerned about this bigger picture issue, right, because – even the conservative media with Sussman, yeah, they didn't really, it wasn't a there there, right? They couldn't make a big deal about it. Well, guy misrepresents whether he was, you know, and they try to, but this, right, right this language comes across as a, as a big deal. Um, this idea that, you know, he is you know, literally um, uh, using uh, derogatory information, gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump, which is exactly, you know, sort of fits into the narrative that Trump has been perpetuating, which is this idea that, you know, everyone was spying on him. And and again, right. on on Fox nonstop, it's the it's the we are the victims here. Um, you know, the FBI joining with and, you know, Jesse Waters on Fox went as far as to say that this is an ex- this, that somehow that Hillary Clinton was planting evidence as part of this? No, I mean, it's nonsense, right? Like, Clinton didn't fund this. Jaffe came to Sussman on his own. Jaffe was the one paying Sussman. The money was moving in the other direction. Yeah. Um, you got any questions and comments? I see the, the phone lines are already getting jammed at 866-967-6887. We're talking about the the latest filing in the, uh, the John Durham case. Um, and um, we're talking to Liz Dye from... Wonkette, she does a lot of other things as well, but um, she happened to write an article that caught my eye on uh, Wonkette about that I, I thought did a very good job of putting into context um, what we're talking about. So, so, and, and again, this was, you know, y- your context was provided <laughs> yesterday, late morning, before I think everything else was kind of put into context. Today, the New York Times is out with a piece. Today, the right. Washington Post is out with a piece. And, and you're correct in saying that it's not surprising that yours is one of the only articles that I found as I was kind of searching for um, uh, for context. Well, I didn't on watch this. the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's no. what I did instead of watching. Well, because it's hard. I mean, this is the point. I will bet you. Right. I'll bet you this article took you a while to put together because. It's not that you have to go back and you have to look at what people previously said and you have to go back to look at previous motions, et cetera. And I know that a lot of people don't want to bother doing that because it takes work and it's hard to do. But right. It, and if you're like, say, Gen X, you probably don't know what a DNF lookup is. Right. Well, so you had to go and figure out what that is. This, this correct. is tremendously complicated. And, and but to, to your point, 
Why isn't, why wasn't it covered? I mean, I think you do get an interesting point in the vacuum of coverage of this from the, you know, mainstream media or left-wing media or whatever you want to say, the right-wing media covered it in totally inflammatory and, and deceptive terms, right? So whose fault is that? Is it, is it, you know, for the lack of a better term, out, their fault for, you know, spinning a total nonsense story about it and, or fixing the narrative? Or is it our fault for not jumping in proactively? And I'm not, I'm not sure about the answer at that, but it is, it is an important point. All right, Liz, before I go to my callers, let me just give you the heads up that um, whenever we do a topic, I tend to get the people calling in who are going to disagree, right? So I have a pretty balanced um, listenership in terms of uh, right and left. Most are politically moderate. Um, But my guess is that as we dig in here, a lot of the calls are going to be challenging you. But the good news is you're up to – it's clear that that, I don't think that's going to be an issue for you. Um, So (laughs) – Okay. Let's uh, let let's go to uh, let's go to some of the calls. Let's start with Anthony in New York. Anthony, how you doing? What's going on? Hey Dan, how are you today? Good, thanks. What do you got? Good. So I wanted to comment on something that Liz mentioned early in her conversation with you, and that is the cross motion to strike. Um, I, I think what we're getting in the market now, in the news market, is just a reflection of. Uh, Durham's filing, but it's important to read what Sussman's attorney filed, particularly in paragraph three, where they lay out, and this is document 36 for you lawyers out there on the ECF docket, that the allegations in the latest filing were not included in the original indictment. And in fact, the allegations that Durham filed, they actually post-date the single false statement that was charged in the indictment. And unless, unless you read, to your point earlier, further into the case, you're, all of this is going to be lost on most people who are just hearing Fox News and other outlets like that, you know, repeating the line that, you know, Donald Trump was right. He wasn't. This is, this is a, uh, a case where Durham filed something, and it really doesn't go very far or much further than the paper it was filed on. It, it's it's really going to end up, the court, uh, in my view, is going to reject, you know, the the paper on the merits, and it seems like it was filed, timing wise, very close to what's been happening, uh, related to Trump and his accountants. So it's all suspect to me, at least, and especially if you look into, you know, the the additional filings in the case. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Mark in Texas. Mark, how you doing? What do you got? Well, Dan, you know, um, since this germ investigation started, I, I've heard you say nothing but uh, pretty positive things about germ being a serious investigator and a, a serious guy. But it, it seems like um, here we've kind of flipped and your guest is saying that, you know, he's doing this to make uh, – waves in the media which kind of goes against everything i've ever heard about john durham i mean is he a serious investigator still or is this an attempt to at a joke i mean uh, i'm kind of confused all right well let me first let me first tell you mark mark that i made very clear that when durham was initially picked that i said exactly what you just said i will tell you that i first became concerned about durham when he put out a statement in response to the inspector general's report, 
right? The inspector general report that looked into whether the opening of the investigation was legitimate. And he wasn't happy. Now, typically, a prosecutor wouldn't comment on an inspector general's FBI report. But Durham put out a comment saying that he didn't agree with the inspector general's report. And when that happened, Mark, immediately I started to think it's possible, because I don't know that much about Durham, right, that I could be wrong about Durham. Um, so, And I made that clear, by the way, on the show before, uh, too, that I thought that it was, you know, sort of uh, unsettling that he was commenting on the IG investigation because, you know, because I, as I said before the IG report came out, I said, I will accept it. Whatever the IG finds, um, I'm going to accept those findings because we have to have umpires out there. But when Durham comes out and makes a statement, that made me nervous. But Liz, do you want to respond to the point about uh, your comments? The, the previous commenter. I'd like to respond to the previous commenter, if that's okay. okay. Sure. Um, although yeah. I, can, I can respond to yeah, Whatever you want. The previous, sure. The previous commenter was talking about the timing and suggesting that the timing of this filing was possibly related to Trump's legal troubles. I would like to suggest, as Marcy Wheeler, the national security blogger who blogs at Empty Wheel, pointed out that the, this filing weaponized something which took place in February of 2017, i.e. five years ago. So now he, the, the meeting which the filing refers to in, in which Sussman went to the CIA is no good to um, Durham anymore because the statute of limitations is told. So I would suggest that this filing isn't about Trump's current legal problems. It's about weaponizing something which can't be used for anything else. And this is the only useful thing. And so we stuck it in this, you know, purported way, you know, worry about the conflict. As for Durham, your, your second caller, he has had a pretty good reputation. But, you know, lots of people had a really good reputation and appear to have, you know, gone a little crazy. Um, like Bill Barr had a pretty good reputation, um, although as, as a as a right-wing guy and as a, as a strong conservative, but not as somebody who would, you know, try and Saturday night massacre the, the U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York and cause that, you know, whole, whole conflagration around Jeffrey Berman. So I, I would say that you were right. Like when, when Durham was appointed, I thought he was a pretty straight-up guy too, but that's, the behavior here is not consistent with his prior conduct. So I would agree with you, Dan. All right, Mark, you want a final word on that? Uh, yeah, it's funny how everybody, you know, when Mueller's investigation was going on, all we heard was Mueller knows more than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's investigating the other way around has gone crazy or they're uh, totally trying to uh, protect Trump in his legal woes. I think the double standard is uh, well, and the double standard you know, being because Mueller the, the, the double standard became because Mueller was a Democrat. Oh, wait, wait, wait a sec. But, no, but no, 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 no. I'm talking about oh. CNN's coverage mostly every day. You know, what if this could mean that's that fair. Trump that's fair. This. Look, that's what we get now on Durham is, oh, well, Durham's a partisan hack. So none of this matters. Well, but 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 is it possible, Mark, that it's actually based on the 
evidence, so to speak, right, as opposed to just speculation, which I, you know I joined in the disdain for what CNN did during the Mueller investigation and MSNBC, speculating about, whoa, whoa, this could be, you know, the biggest thing and blah, 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 blah. Um, but now we actually have the word, right? Like we actually see what he's doing. With Mueller, it was pure speculation. Now we're actually watching and seeing what Durham's doing. And so we can evaluate it, right? And so that doesn't seem to me necessarily yeah. to be apples to apples. But I understand your point. Well, um, I, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you on that point, Dan. But I, I, I just want to ask you, uh, when the report or the investigation by Durham gets finished, are you willing to accept it like you have said you would accept every Mueller's report? It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I've said that I would accept the IG uh, report. I said that I would accept the Mueller report, whatever it found. Um, you know, um, I think I will accept the Durham report um, if there is a if he ends up filing a uh, a final report. But I'm going. I'll admit that I am going to scrutinize the words, right? Meaning, if there are fundamental, for example, in the Sussman indictment, you heard me say I- I'm not going to fight over the Sussman indictment. I think that there's an interpretation question there. I think that Sussman's going to fight, and the, I have not sort of gone after Durham for indicting Sussman, even though some have, right? So in that sense, I've accepted Durham's indictment, and I've said, let's see what happens, right? And I think I would do the same thing with a report from him, but I will just tell you that it seems that Robert Mueller bent over backwards to be careful and, and, and Durham is <clears throat> bending forward, so to speak, to, to uh, without that meaning, uh, to, be, um, to be a bit provocative. And I think that that's the exact... So, <clears throat> so that's the only hesitation I have in saying that I will, quote, accept it. <clears throat> I will accept the findings, but I will be scrutinizing the language. This has been the Dan Abrams Law and Crime Podcast with Sirius XM Radio.